permission to bring you the following live broadcast. It's Wednesday. It's 6 p.m. It's the Make So Joe Show! Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Before we came on the air, I, I, I did this thing. I did pigs in space and and karina looked at me weird so um you guys can make fun of her for that don't make fun of me guys i'm fragile <laughs> but uh yes all wny i think so joe show we are here we are on the air we ruined a great song according to lady laura moore <laughs> what else is new we That's, tend to do that yeah we're, we're good at that um but yeah we're here hey what's up hi guys had a great weekend really yeah great, really great weekend I, I got to go to two shows on Saturday. I went to, uh, I saw the Aquabats. Yeah, you did. So um, last week we were talking about MC Lars a little bit on the show and uh, how I, you know, I met him 14 years ago and uh, all that, you know, <coughs> I met him at the uh, Bowling for Soup show at, at the Icon. Um, so I got to, uh, you know, I, I got to town ballroom pretty early and I'm standing outside and the, you know, I turned my headphones off. But I still had them like on my head, and I was just kind of like, well, I didn't want to talk to anybody. But then, <laughs> like the lady behind me, like you know, it, it, I eventually revealed that I wasn't listening to anything when the lady behind me apologized for her kid bumping into me. I'm like, no, it's it's fine. Like <laughs> if that's the worst I get, cool. Right. You know? But um, so this lady's husband and one of her kids and their friend that they're with, they go to go find a bathroom somewhere, right? And this lady's like, you know, the the guy who gets in line behind her has earplugs. And she's like, oh, we forgot to get earplugs. And she's like texting her husband, like, get, you know, pick up earplugs somewhere. So the husband's not responding. And she's like, well, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Next thing you know, the husband's like, um, yeah, hey, uh, we're, we're just hanging out with uh, Eagle Bones from, from the Aquabats at oh this restaurant. Goodness. And like FaceTimes her. And so she's like showing everybody Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk on the on, <laughs> on her phone, who's just and she's like, look, this is your line of everybody who's here to see you. And like <laughs> uh, a few minutes later, MC Lars walks by me, and of course I recognize him instantly. Like, holy shit, it's MC Lars! <laughs> and Lars turns around and he you know shakes my hand and he goes. You're cute. <laughs> and uh, uh, so the first thing I did is text you. <laughs> and then I texted uh, my buddy, The Coaster. If anybody used to listen to Board Wrestling Fan, that's uh, my buddy, Adam. Uh, I texted him and I was like, dude, um, MC Lars just told me I'm cute because he's an MC Lars fan. <laughs> uh, and then I... Uh, <laughs> Laura needs earplugs listening to the show. Oh, she's sweet. You need to turn the volume down. That'll help. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I, I get in and Lars is the first act. Uh, I I just walk right up front because there's nobody in there. But I'm like third or fourth in line. So oh. I, walk, I walk right up front. I could have been up front for the whole show. I didn't want to be. Yeah. Um, I did want to be up front for Lars. And Lars is up there, and he's doing his his songs, and he's just like, hey, you know, the first time I was ever in Buffalo was at a place called The Icon with Bowling for Soup. And I'm like, I was at that show. And he's like, you were at that show? Cool. And he does the song, um, 
uh, download this song, which has Jared Reddick from uh, Bowling for Soup on the chorus. And it's a uh, sample of an Iggy Pop song. So he's he's like, okay, this is how you, you know, this, this is what you guys need to sing. Like, everybody, okay, everybody over here, everybody over there, just this guy, and sticks the microphone in my face. He does it <laughs> twice throughout the duration of the song. <laughs> So as soon as he was done, we, you know, I, I met up with uh, Jay Wright from On the Cinder. By the way, next week on the Cinder on the show. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, uh, I, I go hang out with uh, Jay and his girlfriend Alex, uh, and you know we they went to go get some pizza out in the out in the lobby there, and I saw Lars over at the merch booth, so I went over. I bought his, uh, L, you know, I bought his vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, like, yeah, man, you know, we, we've been friends on social media for, like, 14 years. I told him who I was. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, okay, you, yeah. You know, and... That's pretty awesome. I, when I bought the vinyl, he seemed, like, super excited, right? I'm like, let me, <laughs> let me get a copy of the vinyl. He's like, really? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and he's like, do you want me to sign it? I'm like, yeah, would you? Because I've got, like, two of his autographed CDs. Yeah. So... He's like, I'm going to sign it to Joe the Cutie. Is that okay? <laughs> so I have an autographed MC Lars album. It's signed to Joe the Cutie. <laughs> you are a cutie. He's not wrong. And I asked him, like, hey, can you hang on to this for me until until the end of the show? He said, yeah, man, sure. So I, uh, I went and went back and chatted with him again at the end of the show, you know, just like, you know. Uh, but he said the next tour, he's going to come and do it. And he's going to come on the show and do an interview. That's so cool. Um, so, uh, you know, look out for that the next time MC Lars goes on tour. Yeah. He just recently got married, which I found out from his drummer, John Longley, who wasn't performing with him at this show. Oh, really? Um, but I was like, dude, I've seen your drummer since the last time I've seen you. He's like, yeah, oh, good old John. He's like, <laughs> Where, where'd you see him at? And I told him, you know, Warp Tour with Kosha Deals. Ah, yeah, cool, man, cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but no, he's, and I, if you guys follow me on Twitter, at Think So Joe, I, I tweeted out, like, uh, you know, a nice message saying, you know, I, I really appreciate Lars for, uh, you know, basically um, being cool and down to earth and a humble guy and always taking the time out to respond to, you know, if I message, you know, if I comment on his Facebook yeah. posts or if I tweet to him or something like He's always been cool enough to at least, you know, if not respond, but at least acknowledge. Yeah. And he liked, you know, he didn't respond to that, but he, he liked it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and he's always been cool. The Aquabats were just like super, uh, super rad, <laughs> I guess is the, the, the best way to say it. Right. It's the Aquabats. Um, Aquabats were super rad. Like it was, it was uh, I also shout out to Cuckoo Kangaroo, who were the uh, second band on the on the bill. I never heard of them prior to this show uh and i when i bumped into jay he's like have you ever have you ever checked out cuckoo kangaroo i said no he said dude i saw him open for another band before and they like threw out one of those uh you know rainbow parachute things mm. from like you know grade school oh my god and, and, i loved the parachute and so you know we went uh, they were gonna get in line and get something from mc lars uh, but then we saw on the big screen in the in the lobby there that Cuckoo Kangaroo was on. So we're like, oh, let's let's go check them out. And they're singing songs about having a cat party <laughs> and uh, songs about poo, which <laughs> we're going to talk about it a little later, I guess. Um, I, I mean, it's up to you. It's your show. And they were like out in the crowd doing some songs. That's and, cool. Like 
songs about parties and uh, i think it was the cat party song and they're like hey you know you can you bring some potato chips to the party you know like <laughs> just, just really fun and then they they uh, during the last song they threw out the parachute that's pretty cool <laughs> so, uh but the aquabats were awesome like at, at one so they started with um you know shark fighter and had like these inflatable sharks that oh. were bounced around the crowd and then uh for um for uh pizza day they had these giant uh inflatable like pizza rafts weren't like, there like pizza suits didn't i see pictures no. of pizza suits no it was just a person holding the raft it was it, okay. it was it was mc bat commander holding the raft oh, okay he had to he said send two of them up so we sent two of them up and he's like these are the spaceships and they're gonna take you wherever you know blah 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 and he's got these two little kids on stage and he asks their names and He's like, bring those up, hold them, hold them lower. And he picks up these kids, throws them, <laughs> literally throws them from the stage onto these pizza rafts. And everybody just like surfs them around the crowd. That's and, so cool. And of course, like being a part of the crowd, it's like, okay, I'm not going to drop somebody else's kid. I'm not going <laughs> to drop somebody else's kid. I'm not going to drop somebody you know. But it was a lot of fun. And then when they were done, they had three of the rafts, but they only threw two kids when they were done, there's three kids on the stage. She's like, did you get up on one of those by yourself? And he says, yeah. And he's like, that's a good lesson for you kids. You can you can do things on your own, or sometimes you can use a little help. Uh-huh. It's like, wonderful. And of course, if you don't know the Aquabats, the Aquabats uh, have a, a show called the Aquabats Super Show. Yeah. Uh, and also... Uh, MC Bat Commander is the creative mind behind Yo Gabba Gabba. Which is one of my favorite shows, I'm not going to lie. And so, you know, he's all about, which, and, and of course, the Super Show and Yo Gabba Gabba are why there's a shit ton of kids at this show. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was so much fun. So much. It's such a great show. Uh, if you're listening to this in a different market than Western New York and you get a chance to go check out uh, one of the dates on this tour coming up, um, Please do yourself a favor and and do. I mean, I would have liked to go too. I I know you would have. But I had, had you, stuff to do. You had responsibilities, and I no, I, I didn't mind at all. I had a great time at I, my show. I greatly appreciate you saying, "Hey, don't you know? Don't contact Chris and say I can't do this date. You go to the Aquabats, and I'll I'll put on a show, and you put on a show." I, I put on a show. It was um, all WNY acoustic, um, which it, Christina cheated. She brought a Telecaster <laughs> to the party. It was a Stratocaster. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Christina was not acoustic. and um, I think TJ had a, had a Telecaster. Did what, he? He started with an acoustic. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I it was a in... mostly acoustic uh, we had Nicotine Jones, uh, which is Josiah from Cardboard Homestead and Hammered and Nailed. And what else has he been in? He, I don't know. Um, and then we had, um, help me out here. You had Astrobula. Astrobula. And he, I mean, he always kills it. Um, the thing that sucked about Astrobula was that his fiance wasn't there, and I just love that girl. Um, she unfortunately spent some time in the hospital and mm-hmm. wasn't able to come out and play. Um, so Molly, we missed you. 
we'll see you next time. You take care of yourself, and we'll we'll just catch up with you next time. Um, and then we had Christina Stock, who mm-hmm. had a few people play with her. There was somebody on a cajon. There was um, harmonica player. Yep, the harmon. I I uh, didn't catch at, either of their names, of course. Astrobula played a song with her. Yes, Astrobula and her go way back, from what I understand. Yeah. And then um, we closed off the night with TJ from Days Ago, and uh, <laughs> TJ is a trooper. Let me yeah. tell you, TJ. I mean, he he did a wonderful job, except he kept breaking strings so (laughs) like you know he's a professional so he knew you'd bring more than one guitar to a gig sure so he runs out he runs off the stage and goes out to his car in the middle of his set it was even the beginning of his set to get a second guitar then he breaks another string and he ends up Thank goodness for Christina. She let him use the Stratocaster. She said the reason she let him use the Stratocaster, though, uh, she said, she says, I'm helping by making me not the only (laughs) person who brought an electric guitar to the show. (laughs) Which, to be fair, TJ was playing an electric guitar on the second. He broke the the second strong, uh, the second song. He broke a string during was scratched up, bruised and bleeding, Mm. which is, you know, my favorite days ago song. And he didn't continue the song. He just started playing something else. But, um, it, it was fun. I I, uh, I showed up uh, after the Aquabats show. I came with Jay and Alex. Yeah. And, it was great um, to see them. And the door guy, I'm like telling the door guy, like, yeah, this is my show. He's like, no, the girl inside says it's her show. <laughs> like, he didn't know we're a team. It wasn't Ryan who right. usually does the door. Um, it was, <clears throat> I I don't know where. Where was Ryan? Chicago. Oh, that's right. Well, fuck you, Ryan. No, not really. But um, you know, we we missed Ryan too. We missed Molly. We missed Ryan. Sure. Um, but uh, this guy was cool. Um, yeah, he was alright. He gave me a little bit of a hard time, but he was you know once I was like, no, it's it's all WNY, man. This is my show, and he's like, okay, sure, whatever. What about these two? I'm like, yeah, they're with me. So I let, I let Jay and Alex in for free because that's okay. I was just hanging out with them for the nights. So it's like, yeah, come I on. I mean, in. they to be honest, they were only catching like one band they basic, anyway. They basically stayed for Christina's set and took off. Yeah. But. So, um, I don't know. You know, it happens. The perks of knowing people and being in the same place at the same time as people because like. They hung out with me through the Aquabat show, right. you know? right. and I was like, "Yeah, sure, guys, come on, come on by, no yeah. problem. I'll yeah. get you in." You know. Yeah. But, well, I mean, yeah. the worst case scenario was they pay to get in, and I pay them back, right? Or I pay for them to get in, and I pay myself and uh, pay myself back because I'm right. getting the money at the end of the night, right? So you know. But yeah, I fully was not going into that night expecting much of anything. Um... You know, it's not the kind of show I usually see at Tudor. I, it's not, when we do acoustic shows, it's one person on the stage. You know, if you have one instead of four people on the stage, you're going to draw a fraction of the crowd, you know. But we actually, um, I think that Tudor just gets the foot traffic because of the location and because it's a cool place, you know. Um, We, you know, there were... At times, there were quite a few people there, and uh, 
you know, it was it was a really fun time. And there were cookies and I don't know. It was really fun. So at one point, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm eating cookies, because I haven't eaten since, like, breakfast. <laughs> Oops. So I'm sitting there eating cookies, and I, you know, Astrobula finished playing. I went to go, you know, tell him good job and ask how Molly was doing and whatever. So I got up, and I, I went to go talk to him. And when I got back, I'm like, what happened to this bag that the cookies were in? Like, I, it's not on the floor anywhere. I, I didn't. It's not on the pool table that's in front of me. It's not in my pocket. Where the fuck did this bag go? The next day, you're going through your cookies, and you're like, where did this bag come from? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah yes, uh, yes, Laura, I, I miss Brian, but that's only because I haven't seen him since last Thursday. You'll see him tomorrow. I will. See, no, I'll see him Friday. Oh. Friday this week. Where I'm going to see him. Oh. So yeah, nothing, nothing. That that gives me time to work tomorrow though, because I got a shit ton. Yeah, I got, I got I'm not going to be so here to distract much. you either. I got so much to do. I'm going to start t-shirts tonight. I got voiceovers to do. I got all kinds of shit. So I was talking to your, I was talking to one of your friends who's uh, also playing NHL 20, and yes. he's looking for some uh, heads up team. Or not head. That's head, I got confused because H U D is heads up display and H U T is hockey ultimate team. Uh, he's looking for some cards for that, and I never play the mode, and I've got a shit ton of packs. So I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll help you out next time I get a chance to play. Right, right, but you got quite a bit going on. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been playing during uh, what I've been doing the last couple of nights is watching Sabres preseason hockey, watching wrestling, and then when there's only one of those things on, I'm watching that on the laptop while playing NHL. <laughs> it works. Uh, just trying to, you know condense everything into a small window of time instead of uh spending all my time playing nhl (laughs) you know (laughs) oh my god joe oh my god i have to fart that's this is so promising that's good false alarm fuck uh well so i guess this brings us to the book what was that one i read earlier i want to read um oh no i'm gonna read this one okay all right so um this is from the book What's Your Poo Telling You by John Richmond and Anish Seth, M.D., with illustrations by Peter Arkel. It's loads of facts about your health. Uh, <laughs> this is about the performance-enhancing poo. Uh, synonyms, anxiety poo, preparatory poo, running runs, and the pregame poo. Sometimes international and other times... Sometimes intentional and other times triggered by nerves, the pregame poo is standard for both competitive athletes and people with high-pressure presentations looming on the horizon. You never want to have to take a break in the middle of a key proposal or sale, (laughs) and it would be unheard of to call a timeout for a mid-game bathroom break. With empty bowels, you can run faster and jump higher. Similarly, the absence of stool in your colon will make your presentation crisper and diminish fears of an unscheduled pit stop or a loud gaseous emission. (laughs) Unplanned performance-enhancing poos often take on a more liquid consistency than their planned counterparts. Although these poos may not have the grandeur of some, their timing is critically important. And Dr. Stuhl says, The effect of stress on the GI tract is widely known. What has only recently been discovered, however, is that this stress-induced abdominal cramping and urge to defecate is caused not solely by the brain's messaging, but by the intestine's release of hormones and neurotransmitters. The... Entric nervous system is a complex array of nerve fibers that is remarkably independent in its ability to regulate the digestive system. 
Columbia professor Dr. Michael Gershon uh, definitively demonstrated our second brain's autonomy when he performed a classic experiment on a guinea pig colon. After surgically removing the colon from the guinea pig, he showed how a pellet placed at one end caused coordinated colonic... Excuse me. Co coordinated colonic... Contra coordinated colonic contractions that quickly resulted in expulsion of the pellet from the other end. This confirms the suspicion that your GI tract has a mind of its own. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, these these little these little bubbles are are just a... <sighs> that that reminded me when I was doing stage work, um I would take a pre-show poo. It was my ritual. And um, you know, I I would announce it and I would I would force it out and I would have a great show because my bowels were empty. <laughs> but uh, then I also, I also, I, I have some GI things going on. So I also had a ritual where I would throw up after every show. And I had like a corner behind the Rapids Theater where I liked to do it. Mm hmm. Uh huh. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I miss stage work. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah. This is a place on um, uh, Niagara Falls Boulevard uh, in Niagara Falls that sells like Birkenstocks or, or some shit. It's it's right on Factory Outlet Boulevard. Okay, you know what okay. I'm talking about? Uh, right across from Starbucks. I don't know where you're talking okay. about, but I know the general area. Well, anyway, uh, just one morning, I was just really super fucking sick leaving work. And like, I was going to get the bus home, and then I just threw up everything like right by their back door i'm like oh. i i feel really bad for people who have to come to work today yeah <laughs> maybe it'll rain maybe <laughs> so i walked back to the hotel and i got a room and i spent the day you know really because I, I worked overnight so i spent the day and then i uh you know i still wasn't feeling well by the time i needed to go to work so i called my boss i'm like i'm like boss i can't work and he says Oh no, you you you're right here. You could come in. You you know <laughs> you just uh, you know you run to the bathroom if you need to throw up. Like, um, I really don't feel well, but yeah, if you insist, yeah, I felt better by the end of the night. So yeah, you know, I was ready to go home in the morning. <laughs> you know, like yeah. right, time to go home. Yeah, uh, we all have our incidences. Yeah, that was a that was a that was like the worst. Other than maybe, like, the stomach pain I had earlier this year. Like, that was awful. Oh, yeah. That was scary. I'm glad that only lasted a couple of days. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was terrible. Cancel the Think So Joe show. They're talking about poo. <laughs> Hi, Scott. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're... When, when you're uh, when you're working at the Krusty Krab, you always have to remember poop. People order our patties. Karina doesn't watch SpongeBob. She has no idea. What I didn't I'm talking have about. cable growing up. <laughs> um, I did for a brief period of time. I spent all of it watching MTV and VH1. <laughs> yeah. I uh, well, you know, like SpongeBob came out in like 1999, and I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Who wants to watch a cartoon about a sponge? <laughs> and then I had a kid. <laughs> and then I started watching SpongeBob. I'm like, this show is fucking awesome. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And I, I just shared a SpongeBob meme, you know, earlier, uh, just a couple hours ago, <laughs> just before the show, actually. I think I shared a SpongeBob meme, uh, which it, it was actually a, a pretty decent, uh, you know, it was a pretty accurate statement. It wasn't like a meme uh, meant to be funny, but it was like, uh, with regards to comedy... I feel like all of this was explained 20 years ago when Spongebob started doing stand-up but couldn't get laughs unless it was at the expense of his squirrel friend, Sandy, <coughs> a minority. And she tried to explain how it hurt her, but he told her to lighten up. Eventually, people on the street started making fun of her because Spongebob had normalized it. Sandy held him to the task for his ignorance and abuse, and eventually he learned that it's better to laugh at yourself than at marginalized people. This was the gift Steven Hillenberg tried to give y'all, and some of you still don't know how to act. Oh... Yeah. Interesting. It's it's true, though. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people used to watch MTV, Laura. I Back mostly watched VH1. Papa Video was what's up. Uh, people watched MTV before it was all reality shows and shit. When it was like, yeah. you know, when it actually lived up to its uh, TRL acronym yep. of, of music television. Yep. MTV. I, the, the days of Carson Daly. MTV used to be the place to go to learn about new music. Yeah. Because you didn't have internet. Or if you did have internet, like, you'd watch MTV and be like, oh, I want to listen to more of that. Yeah. And you'd go steal it. Yep, yep, yep. You know, you'd use uh, li you'd use uh, LimeWire and give your computer aids just well, to listen to the new, uh, you know, Limp Biscuit album. I mean, I didn't have cable <laughs> for most of the time. So once we got cable, we, we didn't have internet until... Um, like, the end of high school for me. Um, and, like, the internet was... Oh, my God. Do you guys remember how slow the internet used to be? Yep. Oh, my God. How did we get anything done? So, this one time, I was trying to... I used to download all my uh, my files through, uh, like, IRC. Like, Internet Relay Chat. Because you would just find... If you knew where to look, you could find people who had anything you wanted. Okay. Basically. Uh, like movies, music, everything. Okay. Um, so I would go in there, and I, I always thought it was faster than Napster. So I was, you know, and of, of course, being the Metallica fan, fuck Napster. <laughs> um, like my AOL AIM screen name was Lars Kills Napster. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, so I would go in IRC, and I would like just, you know, I'd see like what other people were searching for and shit. So I, I saw this one video, right? And it's it was titled Spice Girls Naked. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, shit, okay, that, download. That's the name of a song. You just ruined the joke. I'm that, sorry. That, thank I'm you. I'm sorry. I, I, I spent like a week downloading this video. <laughs> only to find out that the Spice Girls have a song called Naked. It's not even like and it was among a, their better songs. And it was a live version of that song. Oh. So it's like, ah. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. That's well, I mean, it's not like they wore that many that many clothes, anyways. I think they were like they they appeared to be naked on stage, but they were sitting like you know with their oh yeah, you probably know. with their hair extensions over their. No, they they were sitting on chairs, but like backwards, you know, so it was oh. like covering up everything. Oh. So I mean, I'm AC sure AC Slater style, and I'm sure it was just like an illusion, like you know, uh, implied nudity instead mm. of actual. You know them being naked, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that. I remember like it took me like a week of like going on after school every day on IRC, like How waiting funny. for waiting for this file to continue uh, downloading. That's great. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's how slow the internet was. Now you could just get that in like I know, 30 seconds. I know. <laughs> that, like, and that was the worst. Like, you know, there's videos out there of people talking about like, you know, I, I went to go download, um, you know, X-Men 2. Mm-hmm. And there's one comedian on, I saw it on Facebook, this comedian, he's talking about, I went to go download X-Men 2, right? And we got the... We got the file, and you always had to worry about if it was the right movie or anything. We mm-hmm. got we got the file, and it finally was done downloading, and we, we clicked on it. It had been downloading for three days. <laughs> and I finally, we clicked on it, and it opened in 20th Century Fox. And then it says, um, and, and then, uh, you know, it's like, oh, great, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got a good copy. And then, you know, Wolverine opens his mouth. <laughs> And it's so true. That was the internet. Yep. That and and that was that was the internet back then. Yep. Laura wants me to review Spice World. Spice World was actually very funny. I liked it. I, I enjoyed Spice World. I'm not from London, you know. <laughs> uh Spice <laughs> Spice World was a great movie. It was. Yeah. I I was into it. I I enjoyed it, and not just because you know I was like you know a teenager and thought the Spice Girls were hot. But <laughs> who was your favorite Spice Girl? Oh geez, I don't know. Oh come on. <laughs> I liked I liked Posh Spice back then, but as I've grown up, I've I've liked Baby Spice more. Ew. Ew to both. <laughs> well, okay. So my sister, we used to call her Gothic Bitch Barbie. Um, she has black hair. And it's um, chin length, or, you know, has been a lot. Uh, She wears primarily black and gray. She's very classy. She, people, people used to call her Posh Spice. (laughs) And uh, I could see it. And she didn't like it. Um, But, yeah, um, yeah, people used to call Allison Posh Spice. And, uh, like, her first, I, I think it was her first boyfriend. Um, a boyfriend that she she was dating when she was, like, a freshman. Um, he worked at Tops in Wright's Corners. And somebody in the break room in Tops put a picture of the Spice Girls up and labeled it um, so-and-so's girlfriend on the picture of Posh Spice. <laughs> and uh, it, like, it pissed Allison off. Oh, I bet. <laughs> a lot of our friends just put out a, just put out new music. Uh, yeah, good job, guys. On the Cinder is one of them. We're going to have them next week to talk about the new album and the release show uh, next Saturday. Okay. Uh, so they're going to be, they're going to be uh, doing an interview with us during the week next week. Yep. We're gonna air, air it some, on Wednesday. Air some of that on Wednesday, as as per usual with On the Cinder. We do that yep. a lot with them, uh, but it's always fun just to hang out with our boys. Like yeah. I, I've I've gotten to do that a lot. Like I got to go hang out with them for that interview we did, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a while back, and then I got to hang out with them at the Boston show. I got to hang out with them at the Aquabat show. Well, Jay anyway at the yeah. Aquabat show. Um, Tyler I know was at. Uh, Eddie from Toy Box Brigade's wedding. (laughs) Uh, And Eddie was bummed he couldn't go to the, like, really wanted to go. Yeah, that's love. Prior commitments. That's love. No, love would have been her saying, honey, go. Honey, you can can leave early. 
It's you, okay. You don't have to come to the reception. Go to the Aquabat show. <laughs> we'll just, you know, I'll use a cardboard cutout of you or something. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It'll work for pictures. Uh, but this is a good old uh, Wyatt Coin tune. Uh, they just released their new album yesterday, The Big Sound. Uh, this is an older one from them, but it's on the new album. Like, they've been playing this forever. Oh. Uh, and this song's called Up on That Old Whiskey Shelf on all WNY Think So Joe Show. Any second now? WNY Think So Joe Show. Yeah. Them's our boys. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, I haven't seen them in a while. Like, I, I mean, we've seen them, but we haven't, like, seen, seen them, them play. play. <laughs> like, we, we were, uh, like, Dewey was up on stage with Yellow Sauce just a couple of weeks ago with yeah, us. Yeah, music is art. And, uh, and I'll tell you, him dancing around and everything, like, the stage was, like, vibrating under me. I'm like... <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, just going to keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> Saw a video later of, of him dancing with Leland. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were goofy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Wyatt Coyne. Uh, yeah. They're on tour right now with the Dreadnecks. Yep. 
And who else are they on tour with? Uh, the Dreadnecks. Is it just just it's, the Dreadnecks? I thought it was. Well, that's the uh, that's the touring bands, and then they're playing with other people. Oh, I thought there was another band touring. No, they're they're playing I must have with mis- other. I must have misread the uh, the flyer. I didn't end up clicking the full tour. I have Sunday's uh, event, uh-huh. um, which is at Basement Transmissions in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, and that uh, has Joe Nameless, The Dreadnecks, Digital Afterlife, and Wyatt Coin. Oh, cool! So that's gonna be a good show. If you that don't... sounds pretty high energy, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I I've seen Joe Nameless. I am familiar with their energy. So yes. <laughs> well, I don't know Joe Nameless, but the ones that I do know, you know, um, good well, shit. Well, the when I saw Joe Nameless, I didn't uh, take a I, I I couldn't post pictures on social media. <laughs> oh. Uh. So yeah, look, look out for uh, Joe Nameless if you're in Erie, Pennsylvania. Go check that show out. I guess. Um, hey, what's uh, what's going on with our poll? Uh, the wrong side is winning. I could tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my side's winning. The wrong side is winning. My side. <laughs> it's Halloween all year long. It we is, don't. We listen, don't need a season. Until I see some Cadbury scream eggs, it is not Halloween season. Well. I have already made Halloween cookies. You're way ahead of yourself. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween is the next all WNY show, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, we added we just added another band to the show last night. Mm-hmm. Uh I wasn't I, I was a little hesitant to do so. Yeah, we're still at twenty nine votes and it's still a seven I think a, a six vote difference, seven vote difference. Mm. Uh for the wrong side. So <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we we added to all WNY Halloween last night. Um, I mean, it is only fitting. It, and and we added a very appropriate band because we added "I Was Myself for Halloween." Yes. So what we're gonna do? Because we were gonna open doors at eight. Show's gonna be over by midnight, and it's a Thursday night. And because it's a Thursday night, I didn't wanna. I don't want it to go super late. I know right. people still gotta work Friday morning, November first. Mm. Um, and, uh, so we, we bumped doors up to seven o'clock. The first act's going to go on at eight, uh, and it's going to be a great show. We've got the Scarecrow show, uh, because what's Halloween without a Scarecrow? It's true. Uh, we, we've got just one more because what's Halloween without, uh, condom on your logo or fucking your dad? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, we we had the missing worker uh, from Buffalo. They're also a very uh, good band. I I've we've, never seen them. We've had them previously on a show, and this is the first time in a while we've had them. It's gonna be you know they're a great addition here. And we just <coughs> added, uh, I was myself for Halloween because you know what's it, what's it's Halloween. They they've already told you what they're wearing for Halloween. <laughs> Uh, so we're excited and we're super, uh, super happy to have, I was myself for Halloween jump on board here. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of my decision rested with, uh, just one more, uh, not having a drummer right now. Yeah. I mean, they're fulfilling all their obligations. They are. I give them a lot of respect for that. That can't be easy. Not going, 
not having a full lineup and still playing these shows. Yeah, I, I will give you a, I will give you a a review of their performance last night <laughs> uh, from Wyatt Coyne's Dewey Richbar, who says. Just One More was a beautiful, beautiful choreographed train wreck last night. I think the first five minutes of their set was talking to the invisible drummer while Ricky did a ten-minute bass solo. (laughs) So it's not that I don't have confidence in them being able to get a drummer in the next month and a half, but I figured just in case they weren't able to, we'd add one more to the bill. Right. Uh, And, of course, you know, they ask nicely. (laughs) (laughs) That does Um, help. Uh, it absolutely helps. Like, put us on your show is not going to get you on the show, but... No. Hey, if you got room on your show and you wouldn't mind, we, we wouldn't mind opening the show. And so it was like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. Let, let's, uh, you know, I, I, I was going to approach just one more about it mm-hmm. and be like, what do you guys think? But then I, I was like, you know what? No, and I asked you what you thought, and you said, yeah, you know what, go for it. Yeah. So we're trying to do three-band bills, but that one's not going to be a three-band bill, and I'm thinking my birthday's probably not going to be a three-band bill either, but that's a whole different story entirely. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, so we're probably going to add one more to November 15th. Yeah. Um, Today, today I am going to announce the first band for... Uh, the day before Thanksgiving. I'm going to announce that today in a little okay. bit. Maybe uh, maybe in about, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes. Okay, I'll allow it. Yeah, I, I think we're going to announce the first band officially for that show. Okay. Uh, we are still looking for... Uh, uh... We're still looking for bands for Black Friday. <laughs> And um, I'm also looking for bands of any genre for a December show. It's a charity show, um, so I understand that not everybody is going to want to do it, but it's uh, it's going to go for a really great cause. It's going to help out um, Harbor House, which is um, it's a mission that specifically helps out the mentally ill and helps them get into the workforce and, you know, get out into, you know, homes and uh, be able to take care of themselves. So, um, you know, we're going to help them out for Christmas time. And we're going to collect some hygiene products and stuff like that and help help our fellow man. Meanwhile, I literally just got a message from another band trying to get on the Halloween show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after the show, I'm going to politely decline because I do not want to go more than four bands. You can send them to me for December if they I'm any genre is welcome. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm I know who the band is and I'm not really familiar with their music, but I know what kind of music they play, but and they would be perfect for a Halloween show. Yeah. But I've already got enough bands. I, yeah. I, I, as much as I, I could know, hate use, to say no to anybody, you know, but... We, we, could, uh, we could, could also use another one for November. Well, we're, we're looking still. Um, yeah. But speaking of shows, uh, there's a bunch of shows going on this week. There's we got a lot so to get much here. going on. Uh, this is tomorrow at Mohawk Place. It is Witch Kiss, Temple of the Fuzz Witch... Serial Hawk and Fane. I wonder what the Fuzz Witch looks like. 
I, I, I don't know. Uh, they're from New York. They are Doom Stoner Sludge, uh, as is the Detroit band Temple of the w Fuzz Witch. And then Serial Hawk is Doom Psych Sludge from Seattle. And Fane is formerly, formerly Dudes, uh, who are a Buffalo Stoner Doom noise metal band. That sounds fun. Uh, that is $10 at Mohawk, 18 plus with ID. No ID, no show. But what if I have a tattoo of my birthday? No. Mm. What if I have a photocopy of my ID? No. <laughs> no. What if my mom says I'm old enough? <laughs> what are we, we're looking at, you wanted to see what's, what witch kiss looked like? No, what I want to know what a fuzz witch looks like. Oh, a fuzz I, witch. I, I'm not talking about the band. I'm talking about a fuzz witch. What, what does a fuzz witch oh, look I, like? I have no idea. I feel like it's moldy. Let's look at their Facebook. I don't, I don't know. I want it to just be a piece of moldy bread. Uh, it's just their, it, it, they only have their logo as their picture. Okay. So I don't know what... Oh, is that... Is that it? I don't know. Um... I have no um, idea. Um... Um... I don't know. There's a lot of hair involved. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's where the fuzz comes from. I guess. Uh... Also Thursday, tomorrow, uh, Brownies Open Mic, hosted by Jimmy Munt. Uh, that's at Brownies Sports Bar and Tavern, 775 Oliver Street, North Tonawanda. Come out to the newest hotspot in North Tonawanda at Brownies Sports Bar and Tavern. Great food and tons of beer choices. 8.30 p.m. sign in. Full back line with one guitar amp, one bass amp, and drum set, and two vocal mics. Uh, host opens the night with three songs, then calls bands or solos, uh, solo acts up in order off the sheet. Uh, for single players, bass, bass players and drummers and so on. Uh, they'll fit you in with someone, or you can play with him as a solo artist and order off the sheet in order that you signed. Uh, it's for everyone. Please leave your ego at the door. It's for fun. It's for spreading the love of music. And only you can keep open mics alive. <laughs> and they take HD video of your... Uh... No, Laura, you can't bring in a fake Blockbuster card. If you bring in a real Blockbuster card, though, with your name on it, that might work. <laughs> It'll prove you're old enough. It, it might, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's see, this one is uh, Friday, the 20th. Uh, it is Pig, legendary ex-KMFDM alumni in Buffalo. Uh, that's an FTMP pre pre presentation of Pig with a primitive evolution, digital afterlife, the industry of life divine, and uncertain. Hmm. Uh, Industry of Life Divine is actually who just messaged me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. I can't, uh, I, I won't be able to add them to the show, but, uh, uh well, you know. maybe they'll be interested in one of the other shows we have coming up. Maybe. Uh, that's Friday. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m., $17 pre-sale, $23 day of show, 18 plus ID required, no ID, no entry, uh, at Mohawk Place. Again, like... They, they don't put up with your shit, though. Not, not a photocopy of your ID. No. 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 Your friends can't vouch for you. But I have a picture of my ID on my phone. Why don't you have your fucking ID? <laughs> Friday at Nietzsche's is Joint Operation, Vibe Supply, and Denzel World Peace. Uh, and that is a $5 show, 21 and up. That's literally all the information I have about that. Okay. Uh, all, uh, this one is, uh, Saturday. 
That one was Friday the, at Nietzsche's. Uh, this one, Saturday at Mohawk, uh, is Rage Fest 2019. And the bands on this show are Nunslaughter uh, from Cleveland, Beyond Death from Chicago, uh, Anthropic, who we're going to play a little later on from right here in Buffalo, uh, Molas from Chicago, uh, Senentary, uh, Old School Death Metal from Detroit, Michigan, uh, Bravura, who we had on last year's uh, Thanksgiving yeah. Eve show, yeah. uh, from Erie, Pennsylvania, Of Desolation, melodic, uh, melodic Death Metal from right here in Buffalo, and Dissonant Seepage, uh, which is slamming, <laughs> slamming brutal death metal from Rochester. Uh, this show, 18 and up, with proper ID, $13 pre-sale, $15 day of show. Doors open at 4.30. The first band is at 5.30. Again, that's at Mohawk Place. I tell you what, I could use some dissonant seepage. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Hi, Mom. How you doing? <laughs> There is on Tuesday. How did I get to Tuesday? I don't know. That, that, that should be like way down here somewhere. We're going to move that way down here somewhere because okay. that's that's next week. Yeah, that's, that we'll, goes we'll at the end. We'll come back to that. Uh, let's see. We said that one. We said this one. This one uh, we have four. Why isn't it loading? There it's it is. Loading. Oh, that's this actually is, not. This is next Wednesday. That's next Wednesday and it's not local. It's actually, I wrote it down because I want to go. Oh. It's agnostic front, guys. It's it's agnostic front. Gentlemen of Age, aren't they local? Probably. So there you go. Gentlemen of Age are playing with Agnostic Front next Wednesday and Prong. I, I don't know Prong. Prong is uh I, I'm I I see I don't know these bands very well, but I think I would probably know Prong better than Agnostic Front. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Gentlemen of Age are from Buffalo. So yeah. yeah, they're opening that show, so you can go, and that's next Wednesday. I don't know why all these are like so... Like, I guess everything is after this weekend, so I guess we'll go back to the uh, punk show, art show that's going on on Tuesday. Yeah, I I might go to this. I might bring some cookies. Um, I feel like I have... I'm doing the, the On the Cinder thing on next Tuesday. Oh, shit. Yeah, but that's during the day, though. That is during the day, so we might still be able to go to this. This is at the Soup. Yep. Uh, soup of Descent. I, I don't know where that is. It might even be close. I don't either. I, I um, honestly think it's close to... I have to, an idea. I honestly think it's close to where we're going to be. I think it is, too. Uh, but I, I don't know for sure. We'll ask a punk, and they'll tell us, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, look in the sky. It's a punk show. It's an art show. No, it's just another barely held-together plan that Trey hastily threw together using a mixture of overambition and alcohol abuse. <laughs> uh, b- punk show in the basement. Art show upstairs with bands Some Kind of Nightmare from San Diego. Uh, Muddle, Sydney Jean, and Trey James, a voice of dissent. And artists including Varsimi, Lucille, sparkly outer space cat art. She does. That's uh, cool. Alex O'Reilly. Um, so we'll, we'll just follow we'll her. We'll just follow her, yeah. We're going to her house. We'll follow her. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I won't remember his last name until he texts me back. Text me back, Dave! <laughs> and Manila Moon. Uh, $5 door for touring band and justice for migrant families of Western New York. And trade in your nice beer for a 40 so you can afford someone's art, you cheap bastards. <laughs> so... Elegantly put. Yes. Uh, Agnostic Front with Prong. That's Wednesday at Mohawk Place next Wednesday. Uh, 6.30 p.m. doors. $20. 16 and up with ID. 
Um, After Dark is putting this one on. Uh, It's Agnostic Front performing Victim in Pain in its entirety with special guests Prong and Buffalo's own Gentleman of Age. Uh, Tickets and info at After Dark's website. Uh, That's at Mohawk Place. Uh, I don't know why I closed that, but I closed it. Uh, Also, also next Wednesday, being put on by Struggling Productions because they want to try and get people to stop listening to our show, I guess. That's Uh, cute. Yeah. Uh, Pocket Vinyl, Pam Schwartz, and Jen DeSantis at Revolution Gallery. Uh, Pocket Vinyl is a Connecticut-based duo consisting of Eric Stevenson, who plays piano and sings, and his wife, Elizabeth Janowitz, who does live painting, uh, live painting, Jansowitz, Jansowitz. I got to see them last time they were in town. Yeah. Um, It was actually, I think it was the first show I sold cookies at, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But it was at, um, oh God, I can't remember, uh, Pussy Willow Gallery. Um, And the whole show was modeled after Pocket Vinyl, having an artist and the music. And... um, there were different artists teamed up with musicians, and it was a really cool show. Yeah. Um, they have a really amazing energy. Oh, I'm sure. I, I've heard, uh, you know, I, I did the flyer for that particular show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, you get Jen DeSantis, who is emotional and theatrical, up and coming singer songwriter uh, who slides smoothly between genres, blending styles as diverse as pop, goth, and opera. Interesting. And Pam Schwartz, this music takes your breath away if you let it. Some kinds of music are very un-rock and roll in the sense that they're not always about instant gratification. They expect you, the listener, to take the time and have the patience to actually let the music take you somewhere to work its magic on your senses. And sometimes those places are deep within and need to be crept up on slowly, seduced as it were, and cannot be arrived at by shouting. Don't get me wrong, Pam's got some rockers for sure, and some rather cheerfulish psychedelic pop too, but she's no stranger to the idea that not everything useful can be said in three and a half minutes. Uh, doors for that one at 7, music starts at seven thirty-five. dollar cover at the door, 21 plus with ID, that's at, uh, I believe, Revolution Gallery. Revolution, yeah. yep. There it is. It doesn't have a doesn't have it in the actual oh, where yeah, it's supposed to be. Good job, Ryan. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Uh, I just saw Ryan the other day. He was very happy to get cookies. <laughs> Him and Kelly both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly actually messaged me and thanked I, I me. know she did. Uh, now, see, we're back to September 19th, so this did I'm bounce sorry. Uh, but Songs for a New World live at Patchwork Theater, it runs from the 19th to the 22nd uh, at Patchwork Theater at the Niagara Arts and Cultural Center. Which is the old Niagara Falls High School. That's where I went to school. That's where I spent most of my college time. <laughs> Songs for a New World, Music and Lyrics by Jason Robert Brown, live at Patchwork Theater, September 19th through 22nd, 2019. This contemporary musical cycle weaves characters and history together, illuminating the timelessness of self-discovery. All performances start at 8 p.m., doors open at 7.30 p.m. Uh, those are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Tickets for each are $20.00. The Patchwork Theater of Niagara is located inside the Niagara Arts and Cultural Center, 1201 Pine Avenue, Niagara Falls, New York, 14301. Uh, please enter through the knack. Uh, please enter the knack through the red door located on the Portage Road side of the building. It, I, I should say to you guys, I've worked at um, the Patchwork Theater, and I have been a patron for the Patchwork Theater. And this is not like a rock concert, guys. Be on time. Um, Doors are at 7.30. Be there between 7.30 and 
I really wish somebody would have told me that when I went to go see a, a play there. <laughs> uh, because I show, I was like, I'll just show up fashionably late. I went to a, a play a week beforehand in the uh, the Brown Door Theater. Yeah. Uh, also in the NAC. And, yep. I, and I got there and there's plenty of seating. And, uh, you know, there's, there was plenty. I could have showed up late and still had a seat. Yeah. I showed up right before the show started for Trainwreck. Mm -hmm. Uh, which you were like, oh, you're going to be my date for this. Yeah. And because I got there late, intentionally, (laughs) I didn't want to be like the first one there. So I got there late, and I ended up having to sit on the opposite side of the room from you because there's only like one row of chairs. Yeah, well, Just um, going around the side. Now They they actually rearranged the seating. They're in a different room now. Are they? They are from when we was when we saw Trainwreck. No kidding. Yeah, they're they're on the opposite side of the building now. I had no idea. I um, haven't really talked to any I, of them. Too I much. haven't seen the theater. I don't know how big it is, but uh, I do it's know it's probably about a forty seater, like the old space yeah. was. I can't I, imagine it being any bigger. I no, I doubt it. It was on the opposite side of the building. I could tell you that much. I was there for uh, an XM priority. They had practice. some structural problems at the old space. It's there the was, old Niagara Falls High School. You're not yeah. going to find a space without structural problems. Well, they had like some flooding and stuff like that. So when we when we did the XM Priory practice, there uh, we did it in Billy Draws 2's practice space, BD2. Excuse me. <laughs> we did it in their practice space, and they're like, "Yeah, we had like carpet and stuff on the walls, but then like a pipe burst." Oh and so everything got all wet, so we had to take the carpeting and everything down. So now we're in this echo chamber of a room. Yeah. Trying to play hard rock music, you yep. know. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that that's just Niagara Falls High School, the old Niagara Falls, the yeah. knack, if as it is, as it were, whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Friday at Hotel Dalmatia, uh, Rabbit Jaw happening at Dalmatia Hotel. Uh, bring your dancing shoes and twirl a jig with us, or simply bring your excellent presence and make a happening with us. All are welcome at the Dalmatia Hotel, as it should be. Come share the night with us. Sincerely, Rabbit Jaw. Cool. I like that picture with the rabbits in dresses. Yes. Well, the people in rabbit masks and dresses. (sighs) Friday at the Beltline Brewery and Kitchen. That's 545 Swan Street here in Buffalo. That's not far from us, as a matter of fact. Cool. Uh, The Rust Belt Brigade Duo Trio Show. Enjoy a stripped-down set from Buffalo's own Americana group, the Rust Belt Brigade. Going back to the roots as a duo, RBB will be providing a laid-back evening of Americana-slash-folk tunes, including a large set of original tunes and tributes to artists like Gillian Welsh, Arlo McKinley, Guy Clark, Devil Makes Three, and more. Uh, That is 7 to 10 at Beltline Brewery and Kitchen, 545 Swan Street here in Buffalo on Saturday. Was there a cover charge? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay. So bring money. <laughs> I mean, you're going to want money for beer anyway. I guess. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing. I miss alcohol. <laughs> Mostly rum uh, and whiskey. Uh-huh. And, and whiskey. All right. Ab- absinthe. Uh, absinthe was fun. Friday at 7 p.m. at the Cave, 71 Military Road. Uh, Grosh rocks the cave. Join Grosh with special guest, the Grunge Alternative Tribute, Big Jim and the Twins, at Buffalo's newest rock venue, The Cave, formerly Imagine Events Center. Doors open at 7 p.m., music at 8 p.m., $10 at the door. Excellent. 
Uh, I don't know where that is. That sounds like it's Tonawanda-ish. Yeah, I'm not sure. Do you want me to look it up? Eh, no, because if we're going to see Grosh... 71 military. If we're going to see Grosh, we don't have to see him on Friday. We can see him Saturday. Oh! Grosh and Friends Saturday at Nietzsche's uh, from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. I was just talking to somebody about seeing Dirty Smile. I was talking to Scott about seeing Dirty Smile, like, super late nights at Nietzsche's before Uber was a thing. Oh. <laughs> and, like, having to walk home from there and shit. Cause, like, oh, I, my gosh. I, how long was that? Because I decided to stay there and watch... Uh, watch um, it, it takes probably, like, an hour and a half to walk oh home God, from Nietzsche's. Oh, my God. You're insane. Anyway. Um, I'm the one out of the two of us with mental illness. I just want to point that out. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. The first time that I walked home from Nietzsche's uh, was a Lost Elysium show. And I got into a huge fight with my ex that night. Oh. And I was like, fuck you. And I just, you know, my ex used to walk like super fast. She could not keep up with me. I was that pissed. Oh. Like we had that big of a fight at the fucking Lost Elysium show at Nietzsche's. And just like, but that was the first night I walked home. Like we got about halfway home. We got to like Larkin Square and we just kind of sat and talked in the chairs at Larkin Square. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was a that was a crazy night. But I've walked home from Nietzsche's a couple of times. But uh, I, I actually, my first time ever catching an Uber was home from Nietzsche's from a Dirty Smile show. Really? Yes. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, um, I just broke a, 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 a zip, zip tie. tie. Oops. Um, but anyway, uh, and and the reason I bring up. Uh, Dirty Smile, obviously, is Megan Brown is the front woman for Grosh, uh, who you can catch at Nietzsche's on Saturday, uh, featuring Kevin Sampson in the Night Shift, Soul Butchers, and, of course, Grosh. Nice. Uh, and that's a late show. The, yeah. the first act is on at 10 o'clock. Yeah, you can do um, that after you do something else if you want to. So I can go to band practice and still go to this Grosh show if I, if I really, really, really want to. And we haven't been to. to Nietzsche's in a hot minute. We have not been to Nietzsche's in a hot minute. Nietzsche's a great venue. I, we should do something there again soon. Eh, maybe. <laughs> uh, it, it's more likely than us doing anything at Good Bar. That's, <laughs> uh, you know, that that is slim to none for that. So, uh, anyway, Transit Music Lodge has impact uh, Saturday at 9.35 p.m. That's a very specific time. 9.35 the- they're on TBS time. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's that time again. You wait and wait and wait for this one. Back at the transit for a killer time with amazing food. Casey and Driz behind the bar and impact. Wait, wait, there's more. The awesome patio will be open. No cover and giveaways all night long. Boom. Boom. Mic drop and out. See you there. <laughs> Seacrest out. I don't know what impact is. is that I don't a cover, either. Is that a cover band? I don't know. If it rocks, we play it. Classic, Classic rock, rock, modern yep. rock. Pop disco hair bands, yeah, they're they're a uh, they're a cover band. So if you so want to give your that. if you want to give your money to that instead of people who write their own music, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, also on the twenty first, why does sometimes it say the day of the week and then other times it doesn't? I don't know. Like okay, that's Saturday the twenty first. I think it's because it stems into. Sunday. Maybe. Uh, it's an all-day, kid-friendly farmer's market and craft show at the Walmart Inn, with continuous musical acts and fun fall-time activities happening until the break of dawn. There will be face painting and apple bobbing and cider drinking and bounce housing. Yes, there will be a bounce house at this event. 
We're even having a cornhole tournament with lavish prizes. <laughs> Sign up now. What exactly is a lavish prize for cornhole? <laughs> See the musical stylings of Moxie Cleveland Cabaret, <laughs> Adjacent Jason, TJ Cutajar, Paul Godowski, and Cardiac Cassette, and some other asshole. Uh, there will <laughs> also be a long, an hour-long set of stand-up comedy from all from Western New York's Funniest Minds at dusk. They don't tell you who those minds are, though. No, sample the waves from these wares from these fine merchants. Color Street, Norwex, Tastefully Simple, Sparkly Crazy, Paparazzi, Feasible Fabrications and Crafts, 31 Bags, Kalili Creations, LuLaRoe, uh, Tupperware, The Neighbors, Usborn Books, doTERRA, Traveler's Creations, Chocolate Joy. We are way past song break time. <laughs> and many more to come. We got one more to tell you about and then, uh, yeah, one more to tell you about and then we'll play some music. Uh, Eleni and Jackie's Variety Show Open Mic. Uh, that is next Wednesday at Hostel Buffalo, Niagara, hosted by Green Gymnast CC, uh, featuring Sardine, Genesis, and Ancient Spaceship, and Neil Mack. Um, and the Molise. We're nice. hidden under the Seymour. The Molise <laughs> just followed us on Twitter. Hi, Molise. Hi, guys. Uh, anyway, but uh, yes, so... Uh, that's going on a week from today at the uh, Buffalo uh, Buffalo Natural Niagara Hostel, Hostel, right next door to uh, Town Ballroom, yes. where I just was over the weekend. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're so I promised we would do this that we're going to announce one of the bands that's performing on our November uh, day before Thanksgiving show. I don't know the date off the top of my head. I want to say twenty ninth. Twenty. No twenty. I don't. Fuck, 27? 27. Now we have to look. Oh, Thanks, WNY, guys. Thanksgiving Eve 2019. We're going to announce the first band right now. There's going to be four. There will be four. I know who two of them are. We're going to <laughs> announce one right now. That is November 27th at 8 p.m. at the Tudor Lounge. And the very first band that we're going to announce is Scathed. Who also have a new album. Awesome. And their album is called Bitter Candy. Apparently you can get it in local record stores. That's cool. Uh, that's how I know about it. I saw a picture of one of them holding it in a record store. Oh, sweet. Uh, the, the new record store that's in the old uh, record theater. I'll tell you more about that when we come back. I'll look it up during the song break. Sweet. Um, but Scathed is going to be playing that show. Um, we had to kind of... We had to make sure that Scathed could play this show because they are still under 21 a lot of them are they in high school or are they i believe they're older out, than that I, I think they're older than that now when we first saw them a couple of years ago they were in high school okay uh when we first had them on an all wny event the very first black and heart ball oh my they played and they were uh they played and and uh ej from final decline came up to me and said man these guys are really good and i said man they're young and they're only gonna get better yeah and uh, we're going to find that out because we're about to play some music from them. <laughs> um, and this is the opening track from the new album, Bitter Candy, from Scathed. Uh, this song is called Trying on All WNY, Think So Joe Show. Any second now.
scathed on all WNY Think So Joe show. That song called Trying from the new album Bitter Candy, which is available now. Awesome. Yes. I uh, I went to go grab a drink and in the I went in the I went in the uh, kitchen and I I told our uh, digital assistant in there to play all WNY, which you can do if you have a uh, Amazon Echo device or a uh, Google Home device or uh, I I don't know if you could do it with Siri. I don't know either. I don't know, but if you got like a smart device in your house, you could just tell it to uh, play all WNY. Uh, and it'll it'll play this show, so you don't have to like sit there on a computer or you know on your on your phone or whatever. You can just play it through that. Yeah. So when in the, I was in the kitchen grabbing a drink, and I told it to play all WNY, and I heard a little bit of that song, and man, that's some good stuff. Those kids are only mm. gonna get better, only gonna get better and better and better. Yeah. And they're gonna be the biggest band in the world. <laughs> Them and Mom said no are gonna be touring together all over the world and just kill <laughs> like yeah, just. The, the, the future is bright for music in Buffalo. Yeah. Absolutely. You got bands like, you got young bands like that and young bands like Mom Said No and bands like Nuclear Winter. Yeah. Who are just the most talented fucking kids you can find. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, yeah. It, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It, it's gonna, it, Buffalo is going to be the biggest music hotbed there is. Like, And then you've got bands that you know, made this scene coming back. Yeah. Yeah, like STEM. Like, Joe posted a thing about him doing, uh, what do you call it, uh, writing lyrics. Oh, yeah? I don't know. If, I don't know specifically that it was for STEM, but right. it well, was... they are being inducted into the uh, Niagara Falls Mu- Music Hall of Fame. They are, um, yes. Shortly, like... That's coming up very soon. Uh, this is only the second year they're doing this, too. Oh, really? Uh, as a matter of fact, because last year, I remember when they announced the inductees, I was very happy to see that Jerry D'Amico was going in. And mm-hmm. Jerry D'Amico, if you don't know, he owned D'Amico, D'Amico Music. D'Amico Music, right. Uh, right down on Pine Avenue. And Jerry, I, I, I never heard Jerry play music. I've never seen him perform. Uh, you know, my mom has, and my stepdad used to play in, in bands with him and stuff like Aww. that. Um, but... Jerry, to me, was always just like, you know, just the cool guy who owned the, the music store. Right. I would go in there. I don't think I ever paid full price for anything at D'Amico Music, uh-huh. ever. I would go in there, and I'd be like, dude, I, I need a guitar strap. And he'd sell me these, like, really nice leather guitar straps. And I still have one of them, and I, it's my main guitar strap. It's on Rain, you know, my main stage uh-huh. guitar. And, like, I bought that one, and I had a red one. I don't know what happened to the red one, but... um. You know, both times he was like, oh, you know, it costs this much, but, you know, I, I'm going to charge you less so that you only have to give me, like, a $10 bill. You know, like, Aww. and and just, like, I would go in there, like, even for guitar picks, I'd go in there, and he was charging, like, 25 cents a pick, you know, which mm-hmm. is reasonable for these little, you know, PV guitar picks. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah, okay, you bought, like, five of them, all right, just give me a dollar, you know, like, okay, yeah. cool. And Jerry was always cool like that. Anytime I needed anything, and if I went into Jerry's shop, Jerry would be like, oh, yeah, just give me this much. Just give me this much. You know, it was never, you're going to pay full price. So I was super excited uh, to see him get inducted last year. Uh, You know, posthumously, unfortunately, Jerry died a a few years ago. Mm. Uh, And I posted, I shared the post and said, oh, I'm so excited to see Jerry. And I kind of shared stories about going to Jerry's shop. Uh, And Rosie... Uh, from BD2 and and uh, Patchwork Theater, Moxie Cleveland Cabaret, all that. She she commented, "Oh, he should have been in a long time ago." Like, well, yeah, but this is the very first one, so right. 
It's, you know, very distinct honor for him to go in right now with the very first one. So yeah. for STEM to go in for the second one, uh, like, and I know you wanted to go. I, I would like to go, too, because I, I saw some of the mus- musicians on there. Um, and I think that's going to be a great, uh, you know, a great ceremony with great people and, and honoring great people. Um, but that's uh, that's a story for another time. So... 62% of you were fucking wrong. <laughs> we asked, when does Halloween season start? One voter from the winning side wins a grab bag of local band stickers. Uh, and we had 29 votes. And of the 29, 18 said September. You guys are right. Instead of October. You guys are fucking wrong. It's it's Halloween. I haven't seen Cadbury scream eggs in stores. It is not Halloween. I've seen candy corn. Ew. Actually, I haven't. I haven't been anywhere. What am I saying? <laughs> I was in Tops today, and I specifically went over to where they have their stock of candy, and uh, and I was looking, you know, the special display, and I didn't see no cream egg, uh, scream eggs. So, yeah, it's not Halloween. Fuck you guys. <laughs> well. Jasmine's been posted on my on my Facebook wall, like... Oh, I'm gonna share all the Halloween memes because uh, because Joe thinks it's not Halloween yet. <laughs> and, and, and good girl. And I I said to you the other night, and she hasn't posted since then. I said next time Jasmine posts something on my wall about Halloween, I'm just gonna tell her, you know what? If you keep this shit up, we're just gonna skip straight to Christmas. <laughs> we're not doing that. Mostly because mostly because I want to watch Home Alone one and two. You know the the only Home Alone movies. Um, <laughs> and and the Santa Claus. And, and and Polar Express, and and like uh, you know, none of that shit. Yeah, no, no all none of that, that shit. None, all of, of that, that shit. shit. All of that. I want to listen to Christmas music. No. I'm gonna put Wonderful Christmas Time on repeat. Listen, the only Christmas music that is going to be acceptable is Christmas ska. What if I put on uh, Gary the Green Nose Reindeer by uh, MC Lars? Can I can I get away with that? Yes. All right. Yeah. Only there because you go, you're Lars. cutie. There you go, Lars. Uh, so represent. who's our winner? Uh, I don't know. We we have to figure that out. We got 29 votes. Uh, so we need to... Google, give me... Hey, Google, give me a random number between 1 and 29. It'd be 1 and 18. Oh, you're right. Hey, Google, give me a random number between 1 and 18. All right. One-way tangent by 18 random days. <laughs> hey, Google... <laughs> Stop. Hey, Google, give me a random number between 1 and 18. Here's a random number, 6. All right, 6. Hey, Google, stop. Why did it feel it needed to give music, too? I don't know. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Danielle. Danielle, we're going to mail you some stickers. Danielle's going to get some uh, local band stickers. That's nice. Just a whole bag full of shit we found while cleaning, I guess, right? Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Who knows? A, maybe it'll grow some more. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, it's entirely possible. So, oh, am, I, am I reading a thing here? Well, I'm thinking we need to put up a poll for next week. Do we have to? Yeah. That, that means I got to do work. I don't want to Oh, do that work. means we have to oh. think of a prize. We got to think of a prize. I have well, to we set could, my drink I could, aside. We could give um, tickets to the Halloween show. Could we do that? I suppose. Okay, I think I think the poll should be. I think. Do I'm... you look 
before you flush. Do you look before you flush? Yes. All right, fine. Here we go. <laughs> Do you look before you flush? One winner. Uh, one voter. The winning side. Yes, I did intentionally buy a keyboard that's this loud. Uh, <laughs> will win two tickets to all WNY Halloween October 31st at Stamps the Bar. <laughs> and we'll close the link there, and we need to make this a poll. See, this is why I didn't want to do this. I got to do all this shit it's on the air. It's fine. Right? Okay. Yes. Uh, I didn't want to just why. Well, yes. And uh, no. And Can we have a picture of poop? We're getting there. I want a picture of poop. Can we do uh, Gingy from Toy Story pooping? He's pooping out candy. Um... How about that picture of shit right there? This? That. Or that. That the child the kid in the toilet? who fell in the toilet. All right, fine. The kid in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and then for no, what do we put for no? Um, We can just put a picture of a toilet. Toilet. Uh, there's the same kid. Uh, there's a lady reaching into the toilet. What's going to happen here? It's just a toilet. That works. No, oh, here we go. Toilet in space. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Toilet in space! <laughs> Share now. All right. So, all right. All right. There we go. Okay, here we got, you go. We've got a poll going up right now. Uh, we're going to tell you about the sneak attack poop. Uh, synonyms. <laughs> ambush poo. Chocolate surprise. Deuce is loose. Shart. <laughs> Regardless of our readiness to, quote, come clean, we have all gambled and lost in this sinister game of shooting craps. <laughs> we look for a lucky seven, but alas, roll snake eyes. It usually snar starts with the uncomfortable sensations of intestinal rumbling and gaseous bloating. Thinking that a quick, surreptitious release of gas will usher in a much-needed relief, you prepare for an airy evacuation. But occasionally, the anticipated fart contains more than just gas and is accompanied by a liquid smear of poo. In addition to staining your underwear, the smelly remnants of this sneak attack will follow you around until you perform the necessary cleaning, usually a hastily, hasty laundering in the bathroom sink. When faced with a sneak attack, we recommend taking care of the cleanup immediately. Otherwise, this may require throwing away your underwear and going commando for the rest of the day. <laughs> a refreshing shower should eliminate all remaining traces of this unwelcome surprise, both physically and emotionally. Dr. Stool says, This fecal surprise is due to the presence of liquid stool in the rectum, the antechamber where stool is stored before expulsion. Distension of the rectum by stool or air causes the urge to empty the rectum's contents. Normally, solid stool is easily kept inside the vault, but in, setting of the, in the setting of significant, watery diarrhea, stool can inadvertently escape when the anal sphincter opens to release gas. I feel so much smarter now. <laughs> so there's this one time I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was when... <laughs> 
You guys should see Joe's face if you're a Patreon supporter. I was say, you can for 10 bucks on Patreon. <laughs> okay. So, this was when I was away at college. Um, I was on my way to a Halloween party of all things. I was dressed like Tank Girl. And I was wearing my favorite underpants. They were my six-pin underpants. Okay? So now that I've set you up for that. Okay, we are... Okay. It's the guy I'm dating. It's one of his roommates. And then me in the car. And we're parked right outside the venue where we're going to a concert. And I was like, oh my god, you guys, I have to fart. And I lifted my ass cheek, and I let it rip. And I was like, oh my god, you guys. I shit my pants. So I ran in the venue, I paid my cover charge, and I ran right for the bathroom. I got intercepted by some bitch. Okay, I, this, this was like a life ruiner kind of girl, and like, had I not had shit in my pants, I wouldn't have wanted to talk to her either. But, I did, so I had to tell her, like, listen, I just shit my pants. I'm going to go take care of that. And um, I used to live with her, so she was not at all surprised by the fact that I had shit my pants. And I had to take off and throw away my six-pin underpants and then go the rest of the night with no underpants, and it was very uncomfortable. And I got drunk. I did. Joe, I was shit-faced, which was appropriate because I shit. Says the person who says she misses alcohol earlier in the show. (laughs) The alcohol had nothing to do with me pooping. (laughs) If anything, that was the weed. I was just a little too relaxed. Uh, Today is National Cheeseburger Day, apparently. Oh, well, do you want to have a cheeseburger instead of a taco? No, we'll have the taco, and then when I'm working later and I'm like, shit, I don't feel like working anymore, I need energy, I'll uh, I'll make myself a cheeseburger. Excuse Adorable. me? Adorable. <laughs> I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta, excuse me, excuse me, like, uh, like, uh, uh Wacka Warner. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> So we're watching uh, Powerpuff Girls the other day, mm-hmm. and there's this little gnome creature guy. Looks like Jack Black, sounds like Jack Black. I'm like, oh shit, Jack Black. Yeah. So I looked it up, and I found out it was in fact not Jack Black. No. In fact, it was Jess Harnell, who is the voice of Wacko Warner. Yeah. And an incredibly gifted voice actor slash musician in his own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, kudos to Jess Harnell for convincing me he was Jack Black. Didn't Jack Black turn the part down or something like that? Jack Black turned the part down, which is why the character looks like Jack Black. That's funny. Yeah, uh, Jess Harnell is a, he's an incredible voice actor, and he's got a band, and I can't think of the name of his band, but if you look him up on Wikipedia, I'm sure it's on there, and you can find it. I've listened to him once or twice; they were pretty good. Yeah, what kind of music? Uh, just heavy metal. Cool. Yeah. Wow. If you see Jess Harnell, you know he's in a heavy metal band. He's really? a big guy with long hair. And okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but very, very talented, very uh, entertaining voice actor. And, uh, you know, they do, like, some Comic-Con appearances and stuff like that. You can find those on YouTube where, um, you know, he'll do the uh, state capitals uh-huh. as, as Wacko Warner. Yep. 
Uh, and of course, mm-hmm. Animaniacs is coming back to Hulu in uh, 2020 there, uh, with new episodes. Really? I'm looking forward to that. Oh my much, God. So. Yeah. You just made my day. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so between then and now and then, there's going to be, uh, I'm sure BoJack Horseman season six should be announced soon. I hope um, so. It's been renewed for the sixth season. They mm. just haven't announced the start date. Uh, the Toys That Made Us is back on Netflix uh, in November with their third season, um, uh, which I'm bummed because they were like, because they said something about between, you know, it'll be before October. And then they made the announcement. They're like, oh, November 15th or whatever. Like, that really sucks. Like, I don't want to wait that long. something going on that day. Well, I, I don't know that that was specifically the date. That's just oh. the date that pops into my head, and probably because I do have something going on that day. Uh, but, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, new new Toys That Made Us and new Animaniacs and new BoJack Horseman. And once I get through BoJack Horseman Season 6 and Toys That Made Us Season 3, I can cancel Netflix for a little while <laughs> and not pay 15 bucks a month for something I barely watch. I've been watching Netflix more and more. Have you been watching Netflix? Good point. Yeah. Or have you been sleeping through Netflix? I have been putting Netflix on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's our poll doing? I see we have, what, five votes? Five votes already. And uh, right now, five, yes. Wow. Good um, job, guys. I, I, You guys are on the right side this week. <laughs> you guys, because I, you know, I always look. You're supposed to. How are you supposed to know what's going on with your body if you don't I, look? I looked last night, and I'm like, yes, I'm going to get to use the plunger. And then it flushed. You're an asshole. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, because have, you haven't used the new plunger yet, have I've you? I've used it, like, once. Oh, I hardly ever have to plunge. I always have to plunge. So I've been disappointed that we got a new plunger, <laughs> and I've only had to plunge, like, once, maybe twice. <laughs> I think I did plunge last night because, like, when I, because, you know, I, I flushed and then I wiped and then, like, it was still clogged from... Wait, 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 wait. You flushed and then you wiped? Yes, because if I, because then it gets, there's too much shit in the toilet bowl. Oh. You know? So All right. Like, yeah. I, I see what your system is here. Yeah. Um... Maybe if I had done that all my life, I would have clogged less toilets. <laughs> I've clogged plenty of toilets and uh, used plenty of plungers, and uh, unfortunately, I have rarely had to use this one. So far, I'm, I'm do dis- you think this plunger is sufficient? So far, yes. But my my concern is that because it's from the from Dollar General, it might not hold up so well. It might crack or something. Because I think that I'm pretty sure that other one was from like Target or something. Oh. But it looks exactly the same. It looks exactly, but it's, you know, I'm, you know, you know what, though? That might be from, like, Family Dollar, though. So it might I, be. I don't know. Um, but I'm worried that, like, you know, something, you know, uh, prolonged usage might damage it. And, right. you know, um, I mean, I'm sure I didn't pay much for it. Or it might dry it. rot or something like yeah. that. I'm sure I didn't pay much for it. I went to Dollar General today. I was looking for a, a what do you call it, an X-Acto knife. Yeah. Because I I don't own one. I've never owned one. I think one would be extremely useful for an upcoming project. Yep. And so I was like, fuck, I'm going to go to Dollar General before I go buy groceries. And they didn't have one. So I popped into uh, Section 8 Hobbies over here on Seneca Street and uh, walked in the door. They're like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, hey, uh, I'm looking for an X-Acto knife. And they just reached right over the counter. They were right there on the counter. <laughs> He's like, here you go. I'm like, all right, cool. And I paid for it and left. Like, I was in there, in and out. 
with an exacto knife. Didn't even knife look is, around. No, I well, I mean, it's a lot of like um, you know, model cars and shit like that in there, model trains and yeah. stuff. Um, you know, paints and things like that for for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew they would have exacto knives in there. Um, you know, I I wouldn't go in there looking for like vinyl or anything, you know, right. for for any of the kind of crafting that we typically do. Um, but the exacto knife was like, this is going to be a good idea. I need one. How much is an exacto knife? I don't think I've ever actually bought one. I I think it was like it was just over three bucks. I think I paid. I've obtained them, but I've never bought one. I could probably figure it out just by digging out the change out of my pocket from because I paid them with a five dollar bill. I actually paid cash today. Okay, well, less than five dollars then. Yeah. What what is here? Nope, that's a GameStop receipt. That's not going to help us. If he gave me a receipt, it's probably in my pocket. Okay. What do I have a GameStop receipt for? Let's see what you have a GameStop receipt You know what? It was from the PlayStation Classic. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, I bought NHL Digital, so I don't have a receipt for that. 20 bucks, yeah. I thought it would be a little more than that. No, 20 bucks. That's the only reason I bought it. Oh, it was like 20 games for 20 bucks, right? Yeah. Okay. That's the only reason I bought it is because they discounted it to 20 bucks. Like, it was... Like, it got shitty reviews. You know what? There's a, there's an event that we didn't mention. What's that? Uh, and that's probably because these guys don't know us and we don't know them, but they have a CD release coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, it's a band called Citizens Against People, and they're from Rochester. Okay. And let me uh, let me click over here and see their events, because uh, I, I want to I tell you about this before we play it, and that's why I picked them. Uh, they've got a CD release coming up. Uh, just this weekend, apparently I'm going to have to actually like search for it because it's not coming up there. But uh, there Friday, is. there it is, at Friday. The bug jar. Citizens Against People release show at the Bug Jar. Uh, and that's going to feature, of course, Citizens Against People who we're about to play because it's their CD release. <laughs> uh, with friends of ours and On the Cinder and Just One More. Uh, and also Jan the Actress and Keep Up. Uh, that's going to be an incredible show if you're out in Rochester this weekend. Uh, Friday at 8 at the Bug Jar. Uh, tickets through etix.com. $8 advance, 21 plus with ID. Uh, 8 p.m. doors at the Bug Jar. Sweet. Uh, and that one's put on by After Dark, so you know these guys got to be good if After Dark's like, we're going to play that's this. That's true. Uh, so we're going to play their brand new single, uh, apparently called Murder Me America. I guess. I don't... <laughs> and it just... It, it, wa- it wants to start without us. So um, <laughs> we're, we're just going to let it play. Here we go. This is uh, Citizens Against People, Murder Me America, all WNY, I think so, Joe Show.
Citizens Against People. Their CD released this Friday. I don't know if that's from the new CD. I didn't realize it was yeah. a pinned post from back in March. It could be from the new CD, though. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it was really good. And yeah. I'd imagine that the rest of the CD is is going to be really good, just like that. Yeah, if you're in the Rochester area, go check it out, guys. If you are in Rochester, and and of course, you know, they've got our friends playing with them yeah. that night on the Cinder and Just One More, or yes. both on that bill. Uh, so you can see uh, on the Cinder, uh, actually Just One More, rather, uh, talk to their non-existent drummer. And, uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Here's some of On the Cinder's new music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, that looks like a really good show coming up there. Yeah. Uh, so we're, uh, you know, uh, we, we're at seven yes, by the way. Seven, seven yeses. Seven Zero votes. No's. Seven yeses. So, yeah, that's... Uh, Good for you guys looking at your poo. Yeah. Yeah. I just look just to be like, is this one bigger than Bono? Uh- <laughs> you got the joke, yeah. <laughs> All right, Karina got the joke. I got the joke and it has to do with cable television. Karina got the joke. <laughs> Yay! I need a soundboard or something with applause. Let's see. Uh, um. I just farted. That was promising. So, it's been since Thursday for me, guys. Okay, not really, because I took I took some Miralax, and I had three small movements, but I'm not satisfied. So, you guys, get in my inbox. Message me with... The food that makes you poop. I'm so intrigued. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I really this hope is, you all inbox me. This is uh, this this is forgetting the joke. Uh, does that just work instantly? What the fuck? Delayed reaction. I guess. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we used well. to do um. We used to do on the show that used to be in this time slot, we had a uh, Chris Hansen soundboard from uh, Dateline NBC. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that had some interesting uh, things on it. Oh, can you scratch my back? We're You're on typing. the air. You're typing, but you, my it, it's <laughs> harder. You guys, my boyfriend is the greatest boyfriend. He's scratching my back. Thank you. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Is this the one? This might be the one. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Chris Hansen, Dateline NBC, to catch a predator soundboard we used to use all the time on the show. Oh, here we go. Yeah, like, um, I don't know. There was some really uh, interesting ones. Like, uh, I just hope this isn't all too good to be true, (laughs) hee-hee. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, go to... Can, that, that one? This one? Yep. He pulls a large sexual device out of his pants. <laughs> I'll be the best sex you will ever have. <laughs> okay, then you can lick it off me. <laughs> yeah, just... Chris Hansen out of context is very creepy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a I had a whole uh, like USB stick full of uh, random clips and stuff to really? play during the yeah oh. all the time. We had a 
Just one night, I, I spent a whole night at work watching Wayne's World and taking audio clips from it. <laughs> <laughs> Schwing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, yeah. So, um, lots of great shows going on this weekend. Lots yeah. Of, all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. And of course, I have the kid this weekend, so I can't go nowhere. Uh Nah, that's not true. I can go places. Yeah. 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 I, uh, so... We're invited. It's Jasmine's birthday next week, mm-hmm. and we're invited to go hang out with her. And I told her if she moves the event to the rec room, mm-hmm. uh, where they're having '80s live band karaoke, that no. that no. I that I would no. sing <laughs> that I would sing Rick Astley and no. dedicate it to you. No, <laughs> we don't need to do that. Uh, but we're no strangers to love. Stop. <laughs> Our senses of humor are very different. Uh, <laughs> I'm here like this. One time I shit my pants, and you're like, we're no strangers to love. Uh, but even though you shit your pants, I'm never going to give you up. I'm never going to let you down. Uh, <laughs> damn you! <laughs> Mission accomplished. Why? Mission accomplished. I've got nothing on you like you. <laughs> Why? You're just like, Hanson. Oh, fuck. You like Hanson. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Oh. Where did it go? It went under the table. No, I, I know where it is now. Where did it go that you... I don't know if you tried to throw it at me or what, but you I tried, missed. I tried to throw it in your Pepsi. Oh, well... I tried to throw the GameStop receipt into his Pepsi, guys. Why? That's mean. It's <laughs> a waste of Pepsi. Because I'm no stranger to love. <laughs> it's a waste of Pepsi. The Pepsi's still good. It's a receipt that's no good. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't need the receipt. I'm... If anything, I might you know hack that thing and use it as a emulator or something but yeah uh, I'm, uh, but first i want to beat the fucking easy level on mr driller that game's fucking hard that game looks hard it like tries my patience just watching you play it like i can get pretty far down but like i cannot get to the end of the fucking level so it's like damn like I, and the 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 trick is to kind of like not die until you get to the last part of it and then, like, you, you still, it's so hard to get air and everything in the last level. Like, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Eventually, I'll beat that, and then I'll be like, all right, now it's time to put Mortal Kombat on this thing. Because <laughs> if I have a device, it needs to have Mortal Kombat on it, apparently. <laughs> I don't see why not. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's the shit. So, you have embarked upon a new musical endeavor i have yeah you fixed my my quattro i did i i fixed or it's, your, a ukul- it's, it's a ukulele it's a baritone ukulele it was my father's and um now it's mine and one of the tuning pegs had come off or something like that so yeah. joe got four tuning pegs and he fixed it and he got new strings and now we can play the Adventure Time song you know on the baritone quattro or ukulele. You know what I did? Because these the tuning pegs didn't line up with the holes yeah. from the old tuning pegs. And rather than 
sit here and drill. Yeah. I took uh, a push pin and I started holes with the push pins and then Oh, used the good screws. idea. Yeah. So uh, we got new new tuning pegs, new strings. I'm really excited because now I have something I, like I, I haven't. I dropped a full size guitar in a case on it earlier, and it's still in one piece. It didn't land on that. Yes, it did. Oh, that well. that was the string you heard get hit was on the ukulele. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it just probably needs to be tuned, and it'll be fine. <laughs> I I believe you. Yeah. But um. Let's see, what songs did we... We learned the Adventure Time song, and we learned Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. And I have forgotten them, but I will figure them out again, and then I will learn another song. And and I arranged uh, Bomb the Incel Industry by the Living Brain Dead for it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should probably do that in um, a live concert venue. I think maybe it should be a bonus track on the EP. It should. What do you guys think? <laughs> Bonus track on the EP for uh, for Bomb the Incel Industry and the Living Brain Dead. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'll play the and you know I'll play the ukulele and Kevin can sing and it'll be lovely. It'll be it'll be nice little. Oh my gosh, can somebody hidden, wear a hula skirt? Nice little hidden bonus track, I guess. Somebody should wear a hula skirt. Uh, Kevin can do that. I'm why sure. Not, he, why uh, don't you? He he'd be able to pull it off better than I could. Why don't you get Steve to wear a hula skirt? Um. We get Steve and Brian to wear hula skirts. Oh my god! For our audio With, recording, Brian, for, we'll we'll have Steve and Brian wearing hula skirts for our audio recording of a bonus track on and our. And Brian EP. can wear a flower in his hair. <laughs> I I could see that. I could see that too. He has beautiful hair. He does. It's very silky. Yeah. Touchable. National Cheeseburger Day is promoted by McDonald's on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I question the validity of National Cheeseburger Day. I'm sure it and is. And also, I want a Big Mac. I'm sure it is National Cheeseburger Day. Just McDonald's is the one that promoted it to a, uh, you know, the top spot on the trends. Hmm. So, you know, they, they paid for it to be where it is on the list. Why is there a free Britney rally in Los Angeles? So Britney Spears' dad, like, has control of all of her assets. Did and, she lose her mind again? Um, apparently, it's from the last time she lost her mind. Oh. Um, so her dad has control of like all of her assets and everything. So she's trying to get control back. Mm. And apparently, uh, they're in court in L.A. and that's where they had this rally outside of the courtroom uh, for Britney to get her shit back or control of her shit back. Um, you know, situations like that, you gotta wonder: Would Britney do that for you guys? <laughs> Would Brittany really care about your assets being in your possession? Because I don't think so. I think she's looking out for herself. Sure. Um, so that's a whole big box of none of my fucking business. Why don't you just let the courts handle that one? That's what they're there for. Yeah, sure. Where, where's that dude that Chris, uh, whatever the fuck his name was, leave Britney alone! You know what I mean? Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that from back in MySpace days. Oh man. Back in MySpace days when I'm, you know, commenting on MC Lars's shit. <laughs> 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 uh, 
But yeah, no, uh, that's uh, that's what's going on. And she's trying to get control of her assets and everything back from her dad. And uh, that's going on right now. So, hmm. You know, but then again, you know, these people aren't famous that are going to be in this rally and support her. So, <laughs> you know, she doesn't have incentive. To, I guess they don't have incentive either. I mean, they're not. it's, it's not like it, they're going to get gets, any of her money. But No, they're not going to get any of her money. It's not like she's going to make better art because she's less tormented. <laughs> when has that ever happened? Right. I mean, does she make her art anyways? And you know what we were talking about the other day is, uh, well, first of all, Green Day released new music. Okay. Uh, released new music, announced oh, the Hello yeah. Tour, And so you were, you happened to be back here, like going to the, heading towards the bathroom or something, when I found a little clip from one of their songs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, let me hear it. So I unmuted it and you came back here and I'm like... What the fuck, Green Day? And you were like, seriously? Yeah. Now, Adam Malone, uh, formerly of the Long Cold Dark, he's a, he's a local bass player and uh, does great things on the bass. Um, he actually had a post about this uh, where he had a theory. Uh, and let me find it. Because um, he's sharing Eyes of the Blind's stuff, which we got to get Eyes of the Blind on the show before their CD release in October. Uh, because they're, they were great guests the last time. I'd love to have them back on, and they, I know they want to come back. Uh, but Adam Malone says, Here's my big conspiracy. That new Green Day garbage is intentionally bad and is a way to fuck reprise who they've been with since Dookie on the way out as it's their last album under contract and they can release independently. I think they have a real album done, and I think they're proud of it, and it'll be American Idiot Big and want the proceeds from it, so they're waiting to release that and just trolling the label on the way out. So, I looked into this further because I know other artists have done shit like mm. that previously. Specifically, Van Morrison. Yeah. You know, brown-eyed girl Van Morrison. And so I read you a little bit of this uh, article from Cracked that talked about uh, artists that, you know, really fucked with, the, you know, put out really intentionally bad music and yeah. fucked with the record labels. Um Van Morrison being one of them, actually, and that's how Reprise Records actually started, was Frank Sinatra fucking with Capitol Records. Uh, but, oh, wow. Um, but Van Morrison is an interesting, uh, you know, whole, whole, completely interesting story. And I looked into this even further after I read you that Cracked article. Um, and what, so it turns out that Bang Records, who uh, had signed Van Morrison's previous band and also signed Van Morrison... Uh, when he went solo, um, he had they were run by a mob boss. Oh. Or not a mob boss, but somebody with, like, really, you know, deep ties to the mafia. That's kind of cool. Um, but he wanted out of the, out of his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could sign with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers really wanted him. He wanted out of his contract. So the condition of the release was he had to release 31 songs. And also, uh, Warner Brothers had to put two of the uh, songs from his time at Bang Records on an upcoming compilation record, um, which I don't know how that benefits Bang unless they're getting like a percentage of this or something I would imagine would be the case. Um, so Van Morrison says, OK, you guys want 31 songs. Cool. Book me some studio time. Van Morrison goes in the, into the studio and shits out 31 terrible fucking songs (laughs) just stream of consciousness bullshit 
uh, about like having ringworm and uh, <laughs> you know uh, waiting for his royalty check that never came and all this other shit, right? Just thirty-one fucking songs of this, uh, and his only obligation to the record company was to record thirty-one songs and give it to them. <laughs> So that's what he did. He recorded 31 songs, the longest of which was like a minute and a half of him just fucking around on the guitar and singing about whatever the fuck comes to mind. And so, of course, the record label's like, well, we can't release this. Mm -hmm. Um, So it started to leak over the years. And finally, just a couple of years ago, 2017, as part of a Van Morrison compilation album, uh, it was released as the third disc in this compilation album. All 31 tracks... Uh, called The Bang Sessions or something like that. Um, And I was listening to a little bit of it the other day, and it's actually not that bad. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, even just shitting out 31 songs, Van Morrison's still a tremendous musician. He's a great guitar player, a great singer. And so, but it's just like the songs are so fucking dumb because he's just like, I don't give a shit. Pay me. Yeah. Uh, And uh, that was incredible. Now, Reprise Records was Frank Sinatra wanted what we call today a vanity label. Mm-hmm. So you know how, like, Interscope is, like, the parent company, and then Trent Reznor has nothing, and, and Suge Knight had Death Row, and they were all under yeah. Interscope. And, like, Shady Records is under Interscape, uh, Interscope or whatever, right? So, like, Frank Sinatra wanted that. Frank Sinatra wanted a vanity, a vanity label, and he wanted Capitol Records to, uh, to, to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Basically, like like Interscope did for Trent Reznor and Dr. Dre and all them. Not Dr. Dre, uh, Suge Knight. But what, so what happened is they refused. So Frank Sinatra said, fuck it. Started his own record label anyway, <laughs> which was Reprise Records. And every, but he was still under contract to Capitol. He still owed Capitol like two or three albums. Mm-hmm. So he would record an album for Capital, and then record an album for Reprise, and put them out around the same time. Mm. And, um, I mean, I don't know that he, you know, <clears throat> did what Van Morrison did and just went and shit out a record. Right. Uh, but he, you know, competed with his own records. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's entirely possible that, yes, Green Day said, fuck it. We're going to put out the most poppy, stupid fucking bullshit we can. Oh my god, it was horrible. Oh yeah, terrible. We're going to put out the most poppy, stupid bullshit we can, and then we're going to release the album that we, that were, we want to. That we want to. Yeah. And people in, in the comments thread on that are talking about uh, lipstick and cigarettes. And what lipstick and cigarettes is, if, for those of you that don't know, when Green Day went to record American Idiot... They recorded an entire album called Lipstick and Cigarettes. And somehow, the this album mysteriously vanished. Mm. Like, was wiped from the hard drives, mysteriously vanished, and the band can't remember any songs from it. What? So people in the comments are like, you know what? They're going to release Lipstick and Cigarettes. Yeah. If, if this is true. You know, if, cool. if, if, if Adam's theory turns out to be true, they're going to release lipstick and cigarettes. And I don't know how, you know, I mean, how do you forget an entire album worth of songs? I mean, I could do it, but I smoke a lot of weed. Well, yeah, I mean, they are Green Day after all. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, seriously, though, like, I, I don't. 
that's that's just weird to me that they would forget an entire album worth of songs. Yeah. They don't have them demoed anywhere. The the whole album disappeared off the hard drive. Like, no, there's something something weird going on here, right? So, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe maybe that is what they're doing. Maybe they have it. Yeah. And they're like, well, let's get through this fucking record contract and then put out this album that we wanted to put out in 2004. Right. Um when they released American Idiot, which went on to be the biggest fucking punk album ever. <laughs> I mean, if you want to call it punk. Yeah, well, you know. You know, by my <laughs> by my definition, no. But, yeah. Um, you know. Well, you know, whatever. it was still one of the biggest albums ever, and it's, you know, still Green Day's biggest album, and the, yeah. the last good thing they ever did. So. Cool. I mean... I haven't given it a fair chance, so I can't say it's not good or it is good. Since but... American Idiot, the only good fucking song they've had was Let Yourself Go on Uno. And that song got played the fuck out because of it was used on all the sports shows and oh. everything. Like, I like this song. Stop playing it. <laughs> and so now I have no reason to listen to Uno because I've heard Let Yourself Go a billion times now. Okay. Um... I don't even think it made that Greatest Hits album that I have. Really? Yeah, like, I got that because I wanted the American Idiot stuff that was on it, mm. as opposed to uh, getting the album prior to that one, uh, the the prior Greatest Hits album, which went up to, I think, like, maybe <coughs> Warning or Nimrod or something. Um, but I wanted American Idiot stuff, and I didn't want to buy American Idiot. Yeah. So I bought this record instead, uh, God's Favorite Band or whatever the fuck it's called. Because, <laughs> you know, we're not pretentious assholes. <laughs> yep. um, but, yeah, so, um, I don't know. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully Green Day's like, all right, we're going to put out the most pop bullshit album we yeah. possibly can. And then we're going to come back next year with a new album on our own label, or independently released or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's back to fucking dookie, you know, kerplunk era Green Day. You yeah. Know? Like, and, and I'm sick of bands. And I know we got to get to a last song soon, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, but I'm sick of bands like, this album's a return to form. I know. This Green Day record is going to be a return to form. You said that about the last four fucking albums. They all sound like 21st Century Breakdown. <laughs> Which means they're all rehashes of fucking American Idiot. I liked that album the first time. <laughs> I didn't like it the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh times you've put it out. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Are uh, we going to play some music or what? Yes, this band is called a a Anthropic. Anthropic, okay. excuse Anthropic. me. Anthropic. Anthropic. They're playing at that uh, Rage Fest. Oh. Uh, that's coming up this weekend. Uh, what is that, Saturday? I think so. Saturday at Mohawk, yeah. Uh, and this song is called Blacked Out. On all WNY, I think so. Joe Schoen, we'll see you next week.